Welcome to Little Birdie TV. I'm your host, Scoot, and it's time to talk USPGA golf. It's the second major of the year, and I'm joined by Mike Dogger-Karidi and Nick Tedeschi. How are you guys? Dogger? Very well, mate. Very excited for the second major of the year. Nick Tedeschi, you uh, haven't made an appearance uh, up in New York. You're stuck back in Orange. Gee, gravity it hits hard, doesn't it? Oh, it doesn't what? It hardly feels like a major. It might as well be the Byron Nelson, the way I'm feeling right now. It's, uh, no, nah, it's, it's, I guess, good to have a major here, but uh, after a week in Augusta, very hard to get back to reality, isn't it, Scoot? Mm, it's a funny one. Oak Hill Country Club's 100 k's east of Buffalo. Uh, the Buffalo Bills supporters are something else. Tipping it'd be a fair, fair little party there for the weekend. Bills Mafia. Mm. Get, get out and about. So I, um, I imagine everything's a, a fair bit of a party. I, I imagine they've got their own version of the Indian Queen there, <laughs> and uh, they'll be uh, they'll be they'll be living life to the best. Yeah. Exactly, Dogger. Um, over to you first. Uh, this course has just had a bit of a revamp, hasn't it? Um, I think the last time they played a major here, it was 2013. Jason Duffner saluted, but um, I've seen, it sounds like they've renovated the course over the last few years. Yeah, finished up the Renault in 2019. Uh, Andrew Green did a bit of a tidy up, effectively uh, pulled out a lot of the tree lines, so opened up the course a bit, which really helped to get airflow through and help maintain grass and everything else. Um, probably the big thing that everyone's going to notice when they watch, if they remember the Duffner year, was greens were probably a little bit egg-shaped and, and not a lot going on. He's really pushed out the edges a bit, shaped a bit more. So anyone who's probably down in Vic and played down at Lonsdale Links, down on the Bellarine Peninsula, bit bit similar to that, bit quirky greens. Um, when you open up those edges and make some more spots, you get some more spots for the pins, um, and it's going to be it's going to be one where you're going to need to be sort of hitting those little corners to make sure you're getting some solid putts for birdie if you're going to if you're going to make a charge. Mm, and the uh, couple of videos that I've seen on Twitter, uh, driving accuracy is going to be a big thing. The the, the first first cut of the rough, it just looks treacherous. The ball bounces once in and it's buried. It's You need a sort of a bucket and spade to get in there to get it out. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't, um, you know, it's a pretty much par for the course now when you get to a US Open or a PGA that they start talking about rough height. But this is the first week I've ever heard pros talk about the size of the blades of the grass. I mean, either they're all going mad or um, there's something to do it. So I think it's one of those ones where we won't know. Um, right now you look at it and say you don't want to be in the rough. They all be in the fairway. Doesn't really help the bombers because they're normally the ones that are a bit loose. But then at the same time, the further you can get it down there, you're going to have um, shorter shots in. Maybe they'll be able to get on the green like Bryson did at Wingfoot. I think we can all make get best guesses, but yeah, we won't know until probably Thursday afternoon US time. Looks as treacherous as Augusta, or maybe even more so top rope. That fir the first cut of the rough, uh, it's, it's like felt, isn't it, at Augusta? Uh, there's no real penalty. It's more so trees and just being in the wrong position to attack the green. So this is a completely different setup to the Masters. Totally different setup to the Masters. And, and, and I think, yeah, Wingfoot was probably the, the best comparison there. I know we'll, we'll get into it a bit later, but kind of that northeastern golf is, is, is kind of the guide I'll be looking at a lot for, for how you perform here. But, um, I think there's probably going to be two approaches, but I, I don't think we're going to see the plotting of uh, of a uh, of a Jason Duffner get the <laughs> job done this week. I, mean, I think we, you've got you've got to have to be able to hit the balls at say, and you've got to have to be able to get some distance. And I think the the Bryson approach at Wingfoot is probably you know one one path to victory here, and and our ability to kind of get up and down these pretty small greens is, is going to be important as well. So I think uh, yeah, a real quality short game is going to be super important. 
yeah, we'll, we'll get into to, to other pests later on. But I, I, I do think you, uh, you, you, you're going to want to be a long way down if you're going to be in that rust. You don't really, you don't, you don't want to be a long way back getting out of that. What about the weather, Dogger? Is it um, even worse, or are they going to find blue, clear skies forecast up there? It's, it's actually looking pretty good uh, Thursday, Friday. It's going to be cold. So for their for their part of time of the year, um, I know tomorrow morning when the first group's off at seven a.m. and the temperature is going to be seven degrees Celsius. So that's pretty cool. Cool also doesn't help driving distance. So the warmer it is, the further you can hit it. Um, so if you're out early and you're on Thursday and you're a short knocker, uh, I'm not convinced you're probably going to be leading after round one. Um, the rest of the week looks okay. Bit of weather on Sunday, uh, Saturday, and you know the weather will pick up to around the mid twenties. Um, but yeah, wind will be moving probably around a bit more on thir- uh, Friday than Thursday. So Thursday is going to be a really, really good day to watch because there'll be no wind. Um, bit cool in the morning, but it'll be really interesting to see uh, if there is any difference between morning and other. Mm. All right, let's have a quick look at uh, the top 10 in the market for the uh, the odds for the outright winner market. John Rahm's the favourite at Top Sport 850. He shares that line with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Rory McElroy $15. Xander's at $19. Cantlay $20. Tony Finau $21. Brooks Kepka $22, Cameron Young $29, Dustin Johnson $29, Jason Day, similar quote with uh, Justin Thomas, and then you've got Sung Im at $29, and Victor Hovland $29, and while I'm there, I've just gone a little bit over, is uh, Cam Smith and Colin Morikawa, who always sort of features prominently there. But um, recent form, um, maybe we'll just start from the top here as we uh, usually do, but uh, John Rahm, it was ultra impressive at uh, the US Masters. Is this a course that's going to suit him? Yes, every course does. He's a superstar. He ranks, when you look at the data and I pull the numbers in that I want to see in my um, numbers, I think he ranks nearly top five or top 10 in every stat I want to look at. He's he currently playing comfortably the best golf in the world. Um, and yeah, I don't. I think he'd struggle to find a course that doesn't suit. Top rope, any leaning on uh, John Rahm? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. He's, yeah. Uh, I've got in in uh, the top sixteen in every stat that I, I like. The top ten, everything other than the one, other than um, it's falling around the green, scrambling and, and ability to kind of you know show a deft touch around the green is probably the only small concern. But it, it's a minor concern. Like when you look at the the three top in betting, I know Rory's just did pretty significantly this week. Uh, he's clear standout for mine. He hasn't played a bad tournament year. Mm. Scotty Scheffler's uh, equal favourite. He was something to watch, I guess, T to green. He was one of the best players at the US Masters and just couldn't drain a putt. Hey, how's his recent form been with the wand? Is it, or is he in the abyss a bit at the moment? Yeah, still still hasn't come back since the Masters. I think um, he missed a lot of putts that he probably should have made. Um, he looked pretty good uh, uh, a couple of weeks back. It might have been last week even in his tournament. He started out red hot. I think he was four under through the first nine. And then he just... Forgot how to part for five holes and then came back late. Um, he's probably one that I'm. That's the biggest pot on him this week. Is is he going to have a hot putter? If he does, he's going to be right there at the pointy end. I think no matter what, he probably finishes top ten. But if he doesn't make any parts, he just can't win. Top right. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah, kind of historically the hardest the hardest stat to or the hardest element of your game to to predict week to week is is how is how the flat stick will go. So yeah, top top great does it. Yeah. He, he leads the, the, the tour in strokes gained off the tee. He leads the tour in greens and red. Leads the tour in par four scoring. Three absolute key stats here. But what he does with the flat stick, yeah, very hard to predict. Uh, I'm, you can't have them all. I'm, I, I side in 
Team Rama over Team Scheffler, but absolutely wouldn't be surprised at all if Scheffler came out and won his all class. Mm. Uh, Rory McElroy is an exit market, and there was a heap of money for him at uh, Augusta. He obviously went terrible there. He pulled out the week after. Just seems the weight of the world's on his shoulders at the moment, Rory, and he's completely out of sorts. And yeah, some commentary in it over the last couple of weeks, uh, I think journalists asked him about success, and he's still, you know, he's even saying that he'll, if he walked away now, He'd uh, say that he's had a successful career. He, I couldn't find a guy that's speaking and acting least like less confident in the whole field. That's a big concern. Uh, yeah, look, it is. Um, you definitely look. We all know that golf's you know very mental game. You want to be right, otherwise you're not going to play well. Probably the one thing that I did like in the last 24 hours, he's had his press conference and they've tried to press him on a few live questions, and he's just batted him back and not answering him anymore. That to me. Is, Maybe back to business. Maybe he's just going to focus on playing golf instead of anything else, which would be great for him. Still won four times in the last 12 months. He's, 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 his form has been exceptional. The problem is, for, uh, of his last four starts, he's missed two cuts. So uh, he, he's going to be one that is going to be very, very interesting to watch this week. Top rope? Yeah. Every major that goes by since 2004, the pressure just heaps. I mean, you don't have something as a guy who handles pressure that well. Um, by all... Yeah, you, you, you take out the, the kind of scenario, open to suit him a treat. You know, it's a long course, he leads the two in driving distance, he's ground for feet, strong approach ground, strong around the greens. But yeah, um, I severe under that he's also, yeah, he typically, yeah, you know, he said last time Augusta's heavily backed. I've never met a guy who's, who's, who's let punters down more, he's been heavily backed before the off, but he's a big drifter this week. He's, a, he's, he's, he's $10 out to $15 and you know, blowing like the north wind here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not having it. Xander Shoffley was top 10 in the Masters and he's been uh, pretty close around the mark in the Heritage and the Wells Fargo runner-up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just can't, can't seem to close and always sort of finds one better when the whips are cracking. Um, he starts to look for a saucer of milk and, and laps it up. I, 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 you boys are all horse, horsemen. He's Tom Melbourne. He just never salutes. He just literally, he just cannot close the door. Um, and look, saying that he might go and win, but I just, yeah, he's just one of those players that when you look at the numbers, he's going to be there. He's going to be in the mix. He stacks up so well in so many tournaments. He just fails to fails to close the door. He won the um, he won the biggest barrier trial of all time at the Olympic Games. And as soon as there's a as soon as there's a dollar on the line, he can't close. <laughs> Absolute cat. I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna lay with. Later to, later to, your, uh, to your eyes bleed. Patrick Cantlay is uh, someone who looked really good at uh, the Masters. He plays uh, slower than anyone that – or probably slower than you, Top Roach, which is saying something. I'd love to release some footage of you uh, in some of the, uh, the outskirts sort of golf courses in and around Augusta, but I think that would be the end of our personal uh, relationship, friendship, and any, any sort of um, association. Uh, he spends more time over the pill than you, and he's got so much head noise. But he looks like a player that's going to uh, close one of these majors out shortly, though, doesn't he? He's probably the one that I probably historically would have put him in the Xander camp, the guy that doesn't really close when you want him to, can win some tournaments here and there, but not the ones when I've got money on him. But probably the one thing going in his favour at the moment, he's got a few stats that are on the uptick, um, and that, that's where you, where you want to see. So stuff like um, he's off the tee, he's, he's moving north, he's straight down off the tee, which is... Going to be good for this major. Again, he's someone that all the stats 
looked great. He did. I had. He was my pick for the um, for the Masters, and if he'd made a putt on Sunday, he would have given it a shake, but he didn't. So um, again, I think he's going to be right there, that top ten player. It just depends on whether he can make some parts. Tony uh, Tony Finau, top rope, uh, he was good in Mexico. He's someone that seems to be always heavily backed in the majors, very popular guy. How's he line up for a, a course like uh, Oak Hill? Is he suited to this this deck? Uh, yeah, I'd say he's reasonably suited. Yeah, obviously, are we long enough off the tee? He's leading the tour in strokes gained approach and four in, in greens and eight, 15 par four scoring. Also got some very good form on, on Donald Ross designs. Uh, won the 22. Uh, Rocket Mortgage, eight in the 2018 BMW and a Ronald Wink. So um, hard to put much of a knock on him here, but his major history is anything but reliable. So uh, has the game, but, yeah, I'll, I'll say with the last two, we're dealing with full-on Cat and Xander, attempted reformed Cat in uh, Cantlay, and possibly reformed Cat in, in Fenial, but I'm still not going to give him a major tick. So, um yeah, course suits, but uh, I couldn't take it for us. One of the most relaxed golfers that I noticed in the week uh, at Augusta was Brooks Kepka. He goes around there like he's playing around on Sunday with his mates. Uh, his speed of the game is incredible. Uh, he sort of went to – just sort of fell to pieces or his game just didn't hold up on that final round and just things just didn't go right for him. But, wow, he uh, – one of the boys on tour, he started laying at $55. I think he went again at twenty nine dollars, tripled down at twelve dollars, and I think he even laid him again at uh, around the two seventy five or three dollar quote. We weren't allowed to say Brooks Kepka's name for two rounds, and it was a giant sweat all but uh, the final day for uh, one of the uh, the pro cricket uh, trader slash punters that we took on uh, tour. Oh, this guy just like I his outlook and uh, how relaxed he was. I'd be uh, I'd be shit frightened to lay this guy at any time. I think he just rises to the occasion. I'm not sure if this golf course is going to suit him, but um, a three day sweat laying Brooks Kepka at uh, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever it was. I think I don't think that uh, the guy that we took on tour will be doing it anytime soon. What do you think of uh, Brooks Kepka at the moment? He's clearly um, he's clearly clearly been playing some good golf on the on Live Tour, and he obviously played well at the Masters. Um, not. Um, this is not a knock, but the fact was he did have the better side of the draw at the Masters, which doesn't hurt. But then again, so did Rory, and he did miss a cut. So he still had to play super golf to put himself in the position that he was, which is fantastic. Um, I think the course fits for him. We know that he steps up in majors. It certainly would not shock to see him right up there. Um, I won't be betting him. Um, I just find it really hard to um, handicap these guys that are coming off a live tour just because there's just no lack of data and lack of information. and. Yeah, they're just running in different fields, so it's uh, it's really hard to line them up. Cam Young had more looks than uh, you at Cecil Street, Nick Tedeschi. Uh, <laughs> we were on him. Well, I think we both backed him in the US Masters. And Tita Green, he was great and just uh, couldn't get the job done. He had so many opportunities and uh, squandered it badly. Is he someone that can uh, find form here and, and get himself in the frame? He's had just as many results as me at Cecil Street as well, Skip, so <laughs> uh, still amazing. Um uh, yeah, by all intents and purposes, this is a course that should, should, should suit. I know he's not one of your scoop. You've um, you, 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 you've done your plenty on him, but I'm probably in on this week. Uh, third in driving distance, 18th in strokes and off the tee, second in the 22 rocket mortgage. So, uh, big tick there for him. Uh, Donald Ross courses. Grew up obviously his, his dad was a, uh, a, 
a course pro up in that area, up in up in New York. So well acquainted with these courses, I think he would have earmarked this as the the, the one that he can he can absolutely win. So I'm coming into Cam Young this week, but I, I think he is a good price. I think the PGA traditionally is a is a major that people people multiple major winners make their, their first have their first win here in the PGA Championship, and those who win one only win uh, PGA Championship. Usually, very open. Typically, requires a, a top 20, 25 player in the world. Typically, requires someone in their twenties. Ticks a lot of profile boxes for me, so I'll, I'm taking Cam Young this week. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he's the next Xander. He's an absolute milk drinker from what I've uh, experienced over uh, the last uh, couple of months. I, I don't think he's got the uh, mental fortitude to do it. So the challenge is on uh, Cam Young to sort of prove me wrong. So I can stop anything. So uh, he could be in the frame. Let's talk about uh, the live golfers quickly in Dustin Johnson and Cameron Smith Dogger. Um, you said, you know, you mentioned about the data before. These guys are quality. They've won majors before. Out of the two golfers, who sets up best here? Cam, when we saw him at the Masters, just wasn't quite at his brilliant best. His short game just seemed to be nowhere near what it was back in uh, in uh, England in the Open Championship last year. He He's not quite there, in my opinion. And uh, DJ, um, I guess he can sort of just be hot and cold and bob up anywhere. Yeah, oh, bang on. Uh, look, at the end of the day, DJ won the live event on the weekend just gone, so he's clearly bounce the form probably at the exact time that he wants to find it um yeah cam looks like he's been in a good paddock um again he's still one of the best golfers on planet earth but yeah all the things that we kind of love about him probably um have lost a little bit of shine and we don't see him every week probably the most disappointing part about him not playing against the same guys every week so his putting is obviously still one of his strengths um his driving's been his biggest issue he can't keep it on the planet so here uh, maybe with the distance, he's not super, super long. He might be in the rough. Uh, he's probably one that I'll steer away. DJ of the two would be my pick. Jason Day was uh, good at Byron Nelson, top rope, but his collapse in the second half of uh, the Masters was, gee, it was, it was a car crash, wasn't it? He looked electric. He looked like he was going to contest for the first couple of rounds, and he dropped his bundle. I think it was on 15. Uh he made a, like a small sort of brain fade error and uh, he just completely unraveled. I guess confidence is a big thing. Can he reset and put himself in the frame here? Yeah, he's always, since February, he's kind of sneakily been one of the best players on tour across, across the board. Um, so his win last week probably wasn't a super surprise. Surprise enough for me, I wasn't on, but uh, uh, I, I just, he's obviously good enough to contend, but. He's got been in the traps for a long, long while. Hasn't won, yeah. Hasn't won, yeah. And the big time for, for for quite a while. Yeah, broken five year maiden last week. Very hard to get back to back. So I'm happy to take on Jason there. Okay, let's have a quick look at uh, first round leaders, and then we might get uh, your best, your next, and uh, then your roughies. But uh, first round leader, this is your wheelhouse, dogger. Uh-huh. Uh, can you find us a? Uh, a couple of bets or a couple of roughies just to get the blood pumping uh, for the first round. Yeah, that's it. It'll be the stock standard five picks. I, I have learned <laughs> three of those guys in the afternoon um, purely because I feel like once the weather um, turns a bit and it warms up a little bit, it might be playing slightly easier than if it's super cold in the mornings. Um, so effectively, the top picks can't lay. He's around $31. Uh, Scottish Scheffler, 19 Xander at 31s. 
and then uh, Sung J Im at 41s, and then probably for a bit of a blowout option, Denny McCarthy at about 101. So they're all the guys that are, uh, three of those are in the, are in the uh, afternoon. Uh, Scheffler's in the morning, but he's clear talent, uh, and McCarthy's in the morning, and he's a blowout chance. Top ropes, any uh, roughies that you've uh, got your eye on there? Well, I, as always, some roughies have got my eye, and, and I, I hate to go back to the well, but uh, I, I, I do think Mito can, uh, can contend uh, again. Um, the first one, but uh, a couple of other ones I'll be looking at, uh, uh, who I like this week, I think can, can, can kind of probably not win, but I don't mind. Dean Burmester, uh, Stephen Jagger, uh, and Tom Kim of Australia. So I'll be looking to bet in the first round. All right. So let's, uh, let's go to you, top rope, while you're running hot. Uh, best bet sounds like uh, John Rams right in the frame for you for outright, outright winner market. Well, there's, there's three I'm backing under, under 30 to one. Uh, I will be backing um, Cam Young, as, as mentioned earlier. I'll, I'm actually keen on on Dustin Johnson uh, uh, this week as well. His American form line is something good. Home at itself, one forty eight, seven thirteen, three three two, one two three twenty four. So, uh, I was there. I thought he was very impressive on the weekend. I, I think the live guys up possibly being undervalued this week, but yeah, John Rab is, is clear top for me. Uh, ticks every box for me. Uh, you just know you're going to get a good tournament for me. It's going to be in the mix. I hate backing guys around that ten dollar quote, but Rob uh, for me is a clear standout for me. So Mito Pereira, uh, Burmester, Jaeger, Mitchell, Davis, uh, and then uh, some other chances. Sung Jm, um, Siwoo Kim, and then uh, big uh, Gary Woodland. So you basically got field each way, and then you've gone uh, with pretty much uh, three of the shorties in the market. So. A lot of action, which is typical for you, uh, top rope, but uh, Rambo will be your best way. You were quietly uh, on Ram, and I really didn't get that great push for me pre-round. I must have been uh, intoxicated for the first couple of days that we landed in America because I intoxicated must have... for the first seven days with America, then half the trip. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just missed the memo there, but uh, quietly after about two rounds, he goes, I'm still on Ram here. This is all right for me. Dogger, um your best bet, uh, and who'll be your best way, and uh, who are the roughies that you're going to follow? Yeah, it's very hard to argue with top rope there. John Rahm, clearly on top for me. Um, he's playing the best golf of anyone on the planet Earth, and yeah, he, I just can't see him putting in a bad run. Uh, the two guys below that I'll kind of be having a look at as well, one's Tyrrell Hatton, he's around 40s, and then Tony Finau, uh, the big tabernacle, he's the one who I don't mind having a good week this week as well, I think. The breakthrough that he had last year has put him in the mix, and I promised myself this year that in every major I'll have something on Cam Young and, and something oh, on Tony cool. Finau. So um, those two I'll be uh, I'll be holding close. Um, for an absolute blowout, uh, a guy that I don't mind for a top 20, and he's paying about 8 bucks for top 20, and 20 to 1 for top 10 is Adam Svensson, uh, Canadian. Um, he's, he's not setting the world on fire. His last two starts, 27th and 41st. But he stacks up really well on my numbers. And, uh, yeah, for a price like that, I'll happily have a little bit of investment on him as well. Wow, $401 at Top Sports. So uh, maybe something for top 20 there for Adam Svensson. He sounds like a, uh, a Swede, but he's definitely Canadian. So $401 there. Uh, so I think halfway around uh, Augusta, someone said to me, have a look at Tony Finau's arms. He has got some of the longest levers I've ever seen. Yeah. and. It'll completely ruin you. So when you're watching the telecast in round one or two, if you can cite Tony Finau, just notice how long his spaghetti arms are and uh, it'll haunt you for the rest of your life. It's, <laughs> his hands are, it, the, the club group's just down around near his knees by the time he's ready to go. 
Yeah, once you once you realise and see it, <laughs> it's, you can't unsee it. You cannot unsee it. It cannot be un- unseen, but it's something that I had no idea until I actually saw it. And I'm just happy that uh, Tiger didn't Tiger Woods haunt us. Speaking of uh, so a little bit more about Augusta, we had the Punters Club last time, and I think he just bent us over every which way. It looked like he didn't want to make the cut. Uh, at Augusta, and then he, <laughs> it was courtesy of a Justin Thomas choke that he'd actually oh made it. Oh, my God. And then I'm the, still sick about that. And then the guy who never pulls out of a tournament, Tiger Woods, will limp around, decides to withdraw from the tournament. After we back Taylor Moore in the head-to-head against him in a dollar eighty into about a dollar thirty. I think it was six, oh, six shots God. clear it, too. Oh, I absolutely live it. And, and it, obviously you can't have too many bets. When, the, when there's been a rain around Augusta because you can't take a phone onto the course. So there weren't any of the three balls. We just had a couple of matchups where we were just all in. Taylor Moore to beat Tiger. He would have beat him by about 30 shots. Oh, unbelievable. The, the only highlight with Tiger was uh, one of our mates uh, over there going through the walkway between seven and eight, and it's Tiger walking along, and everyone's trying to get Tiger's attention, and he goes, go get him, Donnie. Give Donnie Pepper a shout out. She was as surprised as anyone. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I think um I think we've got plenty of bets there on the table. So hopefully we've uh, pushed the punters at home into uh, something that they like or something that want to lay or fi- find a, a couple of angles in the market where you can uh, sort of take them on. So John Ram's clearly the uh, the top pick of those the, sh- the shorties in the market. Scheffler uh, may have uh, the putting yips if it turns on. He's definitely a winning chance. Rory, as Dogger said, he might be uh, just getting onto uh, golf only and leaving the politics aside. Um, and then we've uh, sort of gone through all the top that chances there. But uh, if you like Brooks Kepka, from what I've seen, he's just cool, calm and collected. So don't uh, – I think we're a little bit cool on him uh, in the US Masters, but uh, he's definitely a fighter and a competitor. And, uh, uh, Dogger, you might be right with uh, the live guys. They – they were there. They're all around it, uh, especially with uh, Phil playing so well. They all sort of rose to the occasion for the uh, the US Masters. So it'd be interesting to see if they keep uh, upping the ante and just trying to uh, get across the line in one of these uh, big majors. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up and round it up there, and uh, we'll see you guys all for the uh, the next major day, and it'll uh, come around a little bit quicker. But uh, big thanks from uh, everybody at the Little Booty team for uh, your performance there today, Dogger, and uh, our stalwart uh, Nick Tedeschi, Australia. Strap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.